Snap to Fields. Under pressure, leaving the pocket. Tuck's going to fire into the end zone. Catch is made. Left corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Darnell Mooney. Touchdown, Bears. Over the house, sounded on our sister station, WBBM. Jeff Joniak on the call with Tom Thayer. I got Mike Grody on the sidelines as well. Felt like not only in the midst of that breakthrough performance for Justin Fields, maybe nice little breakthrough victory was going to be on the way for the Chicago Bears, but it was not to be last night what is to be tonight, though, for the middle life top draft at Moretti's in Edison Park. Moretti's Ristorante and Pizzeria. We've got Lance Briggs with us on there right now. Bears legend is here. After the Monday night football game last night, he was breaking it down on the football after show on NBC Sports Chicago. Sure and was. now he is with us on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Late night for you, Lance, but uh, we, it we was a late night out here, man. It was a late night. Yeah. You know, the, um, those primetime games usually happen like that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a like a routine where, you know, because obviously when you got a noon game, it's a little bit different. If you go out west, maybe you got a, a 3.30 game or something, man. But when you're waiting all day and watched everybody play on Sunday, now yeah. you're on Monday night football and you're just sitting around for the whole weekend, it feels like, getting ready for a Monday night game. How much does your routine change? Uh, my routine usually stays pretty similar. You know, it stays pretty similar. It depends on where you are, where, where I am in the world, you know, or in America. Mm. Um, if I'm on the West Coast and typically, there, you know, there's there's certain family members that we're going to spend some time together before okay. I – but I, before the game, I'm, I'm always going to get a good break before we, we leave for that bus of, uh, to sleep. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch some football. I'm gonna watch you know some situations and things that are going on with other teams, especially you know the the uh, the Packers, the Vikings, mm. and the Lions. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but I want to relax because at, th- at this point, before mm. this game, there's there's nothing more that I need to know. I'm prepared, mm. so I'm never worried as, as far as that goes. There's the only nerves that that I really have are. Uh, first contact nerves, you know, just the just uh, Get that first you know, hit out. Your you want to, yeah, I want that first hit. You know, it, it's I don't know if 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 that first hit's gonna I'm delivering or is gonna be delivered by somebody else. I prefer it, me to be delivering, but right. I need that first contact so that I can get you know, I, and now I'm ready. Uh, you know, <clears throat> so, those juices flowing. Right, right. Uh, but but then that's that's the other thing too. You know, it, you know, in in college I was. I was it was a, it was more of a nervous I'm worried about you know everything that I need to do and get done and then I I really got to a point where I was like you know everything that you need to know <laughs> you know you're 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 on top of what they're going to do all their uh, personnel formations what they want to run you know what to look out for and you know what uh what tendencies to call out before the plays mm. and uh I'm curious for because the the storyline coming out of the game, everybody, because Justin Fields has been the focal point so much, mm-hmm. but you do have a lot more veterans on the Bears' defense. Some of them banged up right now, of course, but that balance that the Bears are trying to walk right now between you got a developing young potential star, right. at the same time you got a lot of guys longer in the tooth, money being paid, maybe contract years here, where they do want to win games. And so what, what was your reaction afterwards last night where there should have been excitement about Justin Fields, but it was another Bears' loss? Uh, well, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm like everybody else. I'm super excited about uh, Fields and, and really the future of this franchise um, under, under his watch. Uh, but the, the one consistent thing that we see, or one of the many consistent things that we see are, are, are discipline penalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and as, a, as a head coach, it's like, how many times are you going to have to answer questions about discipline issues with your team before you clean it up? 
before it's really, really addressed, before it's like we're going to go out this week and have we're going out to have no penalties, penalty be a penalty free week, you know, and you 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 shoot for no penalties, you make it an issue, you know, you you even bring it up in the media, you know, this mm-hmm. is something that we worked, we've been working on this, you know, we've addressed it in every group, you know, maybe you come off with two penalties, three penalties. That is massive compared to what right. you've been doing consistently week every week. And there's been so many times this year where because the Bears have been so undisciplined and had so many, like, key penalties. and You know, there, there's a difference sometimes coaches will strike between, like, all right, if we got some penalties of aggression, if a guy's trying to make Absolutely. a play on the ball. Absolutely. Or if it's a bang-bang moment at the QB or whatever, those are the ones you accept. There's a lot of them that have just seemed kind of boneheaded in those moments. So I felt like Matt Nagy, at least afterwards, where, you know, no doubt, you got to find a way to shore it up beforehand. But I didn't expect Matt Nagy. I, I would have had an issue with it if he came out and said, all right, yeah, that was the official's fault last night. That wasn't on us. Because so many of those calls in the second half obviously went against the Bears. But I, I didn't necessarily think Matt Nagy should have came out, whether it was last night or today, and focused on that because his team has displayed such a lack of discipline for so long going into that moment. Right. I, I'm, I'm, I would have liked to him for him to have come down harder on, on his own group, mm. on him, himself, and his own group, because um, those undisciplined, and, I, and, I, and like we said, not, it's not all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are play-hard penalties, and I get that. And there were mistakes that these referees made in this game, and I get that too. <laughs> you know, but this, this is this we're going, we're going beyond just this year. We're going the last year. We're going right. to Javon Wings. You know, uh, we're going to how many guys on your team yeah. have have closed closed fist punched guys, uh-huh. knowing you get ejected for that. You know, so it's <clears throat> and it's and and then you it's like okay, uh, um, I, 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 our team goes out there, and I feel like I've told everybody except for. Mr. Blackson, you know, are you telling? Are you are, are, is, are you focusing on everybody except the person that goes out and does it? Uh-huh. So it's it, 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 it raises a lot of questions for me, and because this is one of the most consistent things that you get from the Bears every week. And when opponents see that on film, or when they read it in the stat sheet, they know they can try to goad Bears players in general, Bears defenders more often than not, especially this D line. We're over and over again see somebody doing something after a play, and so they're going to try to get a beat on that and see if they can get you into a penalty. We played uh, – I remember, you know, it was – you know, I, I think about these penalties because it was always – it was one of the first things that, that Levy would, would bring up when our team meeting after a game. And he would bring up these penalties, you know, and whether right or wrong, whatever it is, you know, he would talk about this team. It would, it would usually be the Raiders because the Raiders would usually lead the league in right. penalties. Uh-huh. And I remember we were going to play the Raiders in a week or, two, week or so. And, uh, and he's like, we can't have these penalties. You know, he, it, was, it was something like eight penalties in a game. Mm. And he's, he, uh, he highlighted three penalties, you know, of the eight. You know, there was five of them. He was like, I can deal with this. He's like, but these three right here in front of the team, these, yeah. these yeah. are within our control. He said, and we're going in to play the Raiders, and he said, listen, this team right here, they lead the league in penalties. He's like, if they were to reduce these penalties, they would win more games. He's like, these penalties, they literally take them out from winning the game. We go and we play the Raiders in Oakland, and at the very end of the game, the Raiders are up on us. They're up on us. And 
we get a they stop us on third down. Now we think we're gonna go, we're gonna fly home with the L. Right. Penalty. We get one more play. Rex Grossman throws a bomb to Bernard Berrien and we <laughs> win the game. And it was just like Coach Shea, he was like, they're going to, you know, they're going to shoot themselves in the foot okay. because they can't control their penalties. They're not disciplined enough. Mm-hmm. And so it, it reminds me of of the consistency of the these discipline penalties for the Bears right now. And that's where when you have, whether it's a veteran group or just a, a, a more a group that's more capable of kind of just staying within the rules, and as a good coach, that's what you should do and make sure your, your players are honed in on that. This is the Middle Light Top Draft. We're at Moretti's Ristorante and Pizzeria out here in Edison Park. Bears great Lance Briggs and Anthony Heron holding it down for you. We'll be, well, Lance will be with me till 8.30. I'll be on until 9 o'clock. We're brought to you by Miller Light, proud beer partner of your Chicago Bears, a taste that Bears fans can depend on. Mm-hmm. And make sure folks keep signing up. You have an opportunity in the Miller Light Midway to win tickets to the game on Sunday, January 2nd, against the New York Giants. That mm. pair of tickets for the Miller Light Loft and that pair of passes for the Midway for that game. They'll be drawn sometime between tonight, tomorrow morning. You will find out if you won sometime during the day tomorrow. So make sure if you show up here at Moretti's, we're in Edison Park. You sign up for that opportunity to win those tickets. I like our chances against New York. You know what? If anybody in the league that mm-hmm. we should have a good chance against, it is the Bundle New up, York though. football Giants. Man, yeah, that's going to be a little chilly by the time you get to January <laughs> 2nd. Um, was there – you were talking about the Raiders being really penalized. Was there a particular team? Was there an opponent? Was there a particular player that you saw – that would always like try to get under your skin, like somebody who was kind of that echo of the whistle guy who was just always really annoying on the field? Uh, there were a few. There were a few, <laughs> you know, uh, playing against the Detroit Lions. Like Kyle uh, Turley, so well, yeah, um, Lions Dominic Rayola. Oh, yeah. You know, we, uh-huh. we knew going into that game that Dominic Rayola was going to lead his, uh, his offensive lineman. It was one of those, you know, keep your head on a swivel because, you know, especially by the pile because these offensive linemen here, they're running, they're trying to take guys out by the mm-hmm. pile, by the uh, by wherever the pile is or wherever the, the ball carrier goes down. Um, Atlanta Falcons, uh, and, and I forget I forget his name, uh, uh, maybe uh, True Blood. I think it might have been okay. True Blood. Okay. Uh, he was a guy that, you know, even going into the game, uh, I remember – I remember Lovey addressing the whole team. Well, he addressed the defense, and he said, "Listen, he said, listen, this team gets into a fight every <laughs> week. He's like, you turn the tape on, they fight every week, and uh-huh. and a lot of times it's led by True Blood. Uh, and so his message really was, <laughs> he was, he was like, listen, don't let anybody push you around. And he said, and and you defend your brothers." You know, and all of us kind of sat back in our chair like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you got to send a message early on. And uh, no, no, no. We're, we're, we're on the air right now, yeah, Christian. Yeah. Give yeah. us a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we're, you know, he's, he's like, uh, uh, so that for us, it was send a message early on. And mm-hmm. that time, Atlanta was, they were undefeated. Uh, we were either undefeated or we were, I think we were undefeated maybe okay. two. Um, and I'm telling you right now, the very first play of the game. Really? It was a scuffle. Really? Oh, yeah, it was a scuffle. <laughs> and it moving, was a huh? scuffle all through that game. <laughs> you know, and I, this is uh, – this. I think this might have been the game uh, that that uh, Peanut got ejected. I think Peanut got ejected. And, yeah. and, uh, and I remember I – remember, I remember being on 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 the big sports sports news, mm. you know, talking about Peanut's behavior and why he did that, you know, and 
And when we watched the tape, you know, and I remember uh, Wale Agunlie going up and thanking him, you know, he was like, listen, he was like, I was stuck. Okay. He's like, I was stuck and I couldn't move. I was one of those awkward positions where uh -huh. I couldn't move. And this guy is just wailing on me, yeah, you know, and right. Peanut was one of the only guys that saw it, you know, and, you know, without hesitation, he went and he took him out, Okay, you know, and obviously Peanut <laughs> got caught, you know, he got caught, but it was, um, that, that was, we ended up winning. We okay. did win that game. All right, all right, didn't after, cost you the game. After it didn't cost us the game, we, you know, we ended up winning, but, you know, we, we also understood how to, how to, how to, how to play each one of those games. Mm. You know, if there's a guy, <clears throat> especially in critical situation, uh, the referee warns one of our defensive linemen and says, hey, you're lined up in the line, the, uh, the right, neutral zone. Right. You know, now between me and 5-4, we're looking, hey, back up. You're, you're too close. Back up. Uh -huh. Back up. We're helping each other be accountable. Um, and that's one of the things that I was hoping I would see after the referee uh, called out Robert Quinn. Yeah. And then you right. see him line up, and then you see the other sideline. I mean, to be honest, it, to me, it looked like he was lining up in neutral zone almost the whole game. <laughs> Surprised it took so long for the referee, you know, to at least give a warning. Usually they give a warning, right? Exactly. Yeah. So so somebody on that defense has to, you know, a linebacker, mm -hmm. has to look on that line of scrimmage both ways and say, hey, scoot back. Right. right. You know, this is a critical situation. It's a third down. We should get off this field. We should have been off this field, and now we didn't because we are lined up in the neutral zone. And that's where, you know, it's, a, it's another game here lately where it's another opportunity for the Bears offense where, you know, at least last night throughout a lot of the second half, the Bears offense really got rolling a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it was an opportunity with a lead for the Bears defense to take the field, shut the door on the opponent. It's, the, it's, what, you, it's what you want defensively. It's, that's the great situation for you, especially after giving up so many points defensively. They, I mean, it, honestly, it's, it's, it was tough to grade them because – I thought defensively, you know, you, you held them to, what, 205 yards passing, mm. under 100 yards rushing. You should win that game. And mm. they shouldn't – the points don't add up to what you – what you how you played defensively. But you have a moment now. Offense went out and did their job. Yeah. Here's your moment. Go out and do what you're supposed to. And they would have been off the field if he wasn't lined up in the neutral zone. And we've seen that that moment in late in the Green Bay game. Bears offense and, you know – Future game for the most part against Green Bay, scoring-wise for the offense, but mm -hmm. got that score late. Bears defense, now that you're within a score, isn't able to close the door, so I'll come up again against San Francisco, and now last night's game against the Steelers. So there is that balance with a, what seems to be a growing and an emerging offense. Yeah. You hope after the bye week, Khalil Mack is back. You we hope get after a little the healthier. Week, Eddie yeah, Jackson we, is back. Uh -huh. We lost some guys there in the, in the end. Uh, I know uh, Hicks looked like he got hurt, you mm -hmm. know, and, and and Goldman looked like he got hurt. But um, hopefully after this uh, bye week, um, we can be somewhat full force again. Right, right. Maybe. Maybe you got something cooking at that point. Let's take our first time out here with Lance Briggs. Come back. We kind of mentioned Justin Fields in the abstract, this emerging offense. Let's get into nitty-gritty. Get Lance's thoughts on specifically what he saw from the Bears rookie quarterback and just how encouraged does he think, not only Bears fans, but just in that locker room, man. What, what, is, what kind of juice does that infuse into a football team to see the way that a young potential star is beginning to emerge? We'll talk about all those things with Lance Briggs here from the Middle Light Top Draft at Moretti's Ristorante and Pizzeria. Here with you, Lance will be with us until 8.30. I'm with you till 9 o'clock. Make sure you recognize we're brought to you by Miller Lite, proud beer partner of your Chicago Bears, the Taste Bears fans can depend on. We told you all about 
the Middle Light Loft and the Middle Light Midway. So make sure when you show up here in Edison Park, sign up for an opportunity to win two tickets to that game January 2nd between the Bears and the New York football Giants. More to come with Lance Briggs here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. Yeah, the, the big picture for him uh, is great. Uh, you know, when, when, they, when they scored, they kicked that field goal, went up six. There was a, a really pretty neat moment um, of just looking on the sideline. You could feel it from the, from the players, like, okay, we fought back to get to this point where a touchdown wins it. And then I looked over at Justin, and he had this, um, this smile on his face where he was, it was like it was his time. And um, to see that, uh, the confidence that gives you as a, as a coach when you see that, I mean, it was like he was almost hoping that this was going to be the situation. And then for him to follow through with that, and make those plays that he made. It was a really, really good feeling on that sideline. And I think so when you talk about the growth for him and for the offense and, and just our team, team in general, like you, that's a moment, right? That's a moment. Um, but in the end, uh, we lost. And that's when you're in that locker room right there. This is a team game. And that's what our guys care about. That's what we care about. And we got we to gotta figure it out. That's the dichotomy for Bears head coach Matt Nagy. Yes, his team did not come out on the victorious side, and the wins and losses will certainly factor in more to Matt Nagy's perception than they will for Justin Fields this season. But no doubt, a, a breakout performance for Fields last night, a game where, as he aired it out, average 15.6 air yards per attempt. That's the second most by any quarterback in a game this season, and his seven completions on balls 15-plus yards downfield, tied for the most by Bears QB over the last 15 seasons. So the offense found its way more into attack mode, more into strike mode. Looking forward to hearing Lance Briggs' thoughts here with me on the Middle Light Top Draft from Moretti's Ristorante and Pizzeria in Edison Park, specifically this Bears young quarterback. So career-high 291 passing yards, threw a touchdown pass, had what amounts to kind of a fluky interception where you got, you know, Cam Hayward is really good at getting in throwing lanes and everything. Right. He usually knocks him down. Ends up getting an INT because of the way it bounces off Sam Mustafa's shoulder pads. But right. Justin Fields lit it up, man. What would you think? I'm always happy when uh, when he takes the field. Uh, it's interesting, you know, you have every media outlet talking about um, um, the dynamics of him and why the Bears aren't rolling him out and, and more uh, the plays, the, the runs to set up the play action and, and stop just letting him sit in that pocket <laughs> so much, you know. And, and, you know, the first boot came in 9.06 in the second quarter. Right. <clears throat> and uh, it worked extremely well. You know, those uh, there's there's things. Did he just look comfortable doing extremely that? Extremely comfortable. I mean, it's rolling just, it's, left and just flicking his wrist. Rolling left. <laughs> all right. Listen, you, you, there's it, it's special if you can roll both ways and be mm -hmm. accurate both ways. That's yeah. a that's an Aaron Rodgers trait. Right. You know, he right. can roll both ways and be accurate. And you have a quarterback that can do that. Um, there's so many things you can do from the evolution of your your first run. You know, and how you set that run up to to for your play actions, and and you should be able to do that all day because the Bears can run the ball. <laughs> so, but you, but even with that all being said, um, I, I was still still happy with this performance because it wasn't all perfect. He had to fight through things. Mm -hmm. He took some hits. Yeah, he made some runs. Yeah. He extended some plays, and he 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 got the ball to um, a lot of his playmakers. Uh, you know, and, and so, and even, I mean, shoot, dude, we, we had a, a touchdown called back that shouldn't have been. Right. You know, and, and he drove the, the, the Bears down in the critical situation, and we scored. That, I, I think specifically for, for Phil, like you were talking about him, some of the big hits that he takes, and it feels like some of that is him 
getting a sense for that? Because, yeah, I mean, the, the pass rush is going to get home sometimes. And, you know, like Mike Vick, a couple of years I was in Atlanta, Mike would just run around all over the place. He would take a lot of big hits to him. Mike wasn't a big guy, as you know. Mm -hmm. But for Justin, some of these seem like hits that he could avoid, that he's still getting a sense. Like that one where yeah. he's just kind of – he was getting ready to ease out of bounds on the sideline, and here came Meek and Fitzpatrick just, you know, waylaying him over there. He could have gotten away from that if he wouldn't have kind of eased up that at the wrong moment. Hit. Well, he leaned into it. He leaned a into it. A little bit. And yeah. he wasn't expecting Minka to bring that yeah, noise. Man. He brought the noise on him. Right, man. <laughs> and and I feel like Justin is a quick learner because, mm -hmm. you know, you see him go out of bounds later on. You see him slide earlier. Yeah. You know, you saw him yeah. slide late on one. He got his head bent. You know, it looked like his his head might have touched the knee. <laughs> <laughs> Which and, is a situation you never want your body in. Right. You avoid that. And so after that, you, you see him run out of bounds, and you also see him slide really early. All right. That, that to me, is learning on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> There's some lumps that will have Yo. to be taken sometimes. Like I tell my four-year-old, you're going to learn a hard lesson. You want to try to balance that, that like, you know, like you're some kind of trapeze artist or something on that couch. Mm -hmm. Just wait. You're going down. You're going to learn a hard lesson. So hard a head. A few hard Make lessons. for a soft booty. That's right. You got to <laughs> learn that sometimes as a young football player, man. The, the way that he continued to work through that. We've seen yeah. so many examples of that in a young season for a young football player right now where – there seems to be a perseverance to the way he plays the game. And, you know, we, we've been talking for weeks now where the, you know, the overall stats weren't there, but something yeah. about his demeanor of Justin Fields that just seemed to give the confidence that the productivity would end up following. What, what was it about just the way he handles himself where you were really confident we'd see a performance like we saw last night? I love the way that um, after the the – was it? Uh, I don't know if it was Cleveland or yeah, that was no, that was the Bucks. Okay, I did in the Bucks, and <clears throat> and he didn't want to wait. He jumped right in front of the microphone. You know, he jumped right in the microphone, and he wanted to face the media mm. and take onus for the performance that the Bears put out. That that speaks volumes for a a first year quarterback. You know that that played a bad game. The team played a bad game, and and, and were were beat from top to bottom. Um, that 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 says a lot about you, you know. In in early games, you know, you see teammates falling down. He's running over to help teammates up. He's uh -huh. he's uh, he's backing them up in 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 scuffles. There's there's things that he's doing <clears throat> that are um, that that don't have anything to do with actually taking a snap that are impressive to to me about him. So then you add in the ability to play the game. Um, you know, he, he made a comment um, earlier in the season. He's like, he said that, he said, I like to keep myself as calm, and, calm as possible. You know, I don't like to get my nerves up. You know, I like to stay calm. He's like, that way I, I can think the best and I can make the most, the, the best adjustments. Um, and I, I really like that, that idea, you know, or, or that mind frame. Um, I was talking to you <clears throat> before we, uh, first got on and I said um, I said you know it's by the time the game comes around I know everything that I need to know mm. I'm ready mm. I'm ready for the game so why would I feel nervous about what I know I'm about to, I'm gonna do on Sunday you know and and I, I so I'm, I'm I can relate to that philosophy you know I'm, I don't want to be nervous I want to I want to be calm because I know I'm ready I'm ready and I think that he is ready and I think um, and I think he's special and I, I'm I'm excited as a bear, as a former bear and a bear fan to see where this ship's going. Was there a, 
Was there a moment like, you know, we think back to the last last game against the 49ers where, yeah. you know, he had that amazing fourth and one run where he's kind of scrambling all over the place and eludes a couple of guys, gets into the end zone. Like that was kind of the obvious wow yeah. moment. Everybody, whether you're at home, whether you're at Soldier Field, everybody gets up and starts screaming when they see a play like that. Was there one moment in last night's game that stood out to you like that, where just even if it was an, an audible sort of wow or scream type moment from you just in watching his performance? <clears throat> um, he he throws he he'll he'll throw balls that are ill advised sometimes <laughs> that are in between you know tight in between two uh, two defenders like the route to Jimmy Graham that he had or, or the Cole Komet you know right. in between two yeah. defenders with the, the, the a sliver of a window. But he he knows his ability. He, he has he has a laser beam, and he's throwing it at a hundred miles an hour. And he fits it in like, there. Ooh, he right. got it in there. Uh-huh. Now it's this is the kind of ball that he, it, it, he's he's going to live to regret one day. Mm. But it's also a ball that he can always rely on. So it's I I think he runs the it's a numbers game, you know. And if he's looking at a defender and the defender has his back to the the receiver. He knows if I throw this ball hard, they won't have they won't know where it is and they won't have time to react to it. You know, I think that is uh, it's it's one of the most impressive things that I watch him do. <laughs> and I you know I saw when he threw the ball. There's a couple times you don't even you can't even really see the ball from the film because he's throwing it so hard. <laughs> and you're looking, you're like, no, bad. oh, good catch. Right. You know, I mean, he's denting your chest with the ball. Yeah, so. I was about to tell, like, did you catch it or did the ball catch you? <laughs> right, yeah, it right. like it stuck to you right there, yeah. <laughs> Continuing our discussion with Lance Briggs here in the middle light top draft from Moretti's Ristorante and Pizzeria out here in Edison Park. And we're talking a lot of Justin Fields right now. Bears offense as a whole. And, you know, because Justin, I mean, he had a couple of inaccurate passes early in the game, but I felt like it wasn't only his game that improved mm-hmm. as we got into the second half deeper. Mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of other guys finally started making some plays as well. What impressed you about what ended up being the Bears' best offensive performance of the season? Uh, well, the, well, number one, he got Cole Komet more involved. Yeah. You know, you got to see more of him. He got to catch – not only did he catch the ball blocking, but he was just more involved in the offense's production. And you want that. You, you, we've been waiting to see him. I'm like, listen, we drafted him too high not to be using him. And where, <laughs> right. where is he each week? So uh, it was good to see that. You know, Mooney, you know, Mooney being clutch. You know, getting this, uh, the other guy – I mean, more than anybody else, Allen Robinson. You know, you're Got we're begging to see Allen Robinson, and uh, in the critical situations, you know, Allen Robinson was the guy that that really showed up and made and played big for the Bears when, we, especially when they, we needed it. So, and, and I'll tell you this, uh, Borum. I think we have a yeah. guy in Borum. Yeah, that right uh, and 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 that's that's special because you have a you have a, a Tevin Jenkins who <clears throat> hasn't seen the field here yet. And eventually, he's going to be on that on that offensive line. You're hoping that he's going to be all that he's, you know, uh, lives up to all his expectations. Mm. But you know, you have a Borum on that line. You have James Daniels. You have guys on that on that offensive line that 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 bode well for for Justin Fields' future. Right. And if you can shore that line up. We we have something. We have something special. That's something you can really build off of. And the, the consistent cog in the Bears offense throughout the season, it's been, you know, regardless of whether it's been David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert leading the ground attack, they found a way to consistently run the football this year. Now, David Montgomery was back. And I, I was curious. I wasn't completely sure going in 
whether or not David Montgomery would just like look completely healthy and look like himself. Really? So I had my eye on that. Really? Yeah, man, because he seems like the guy who's really eager to get back out there. Like even if he's limping around, he just strikes me as that eager guy. He strikes me as a guy that only knows how to play one way, uh-huh. and and that's why he's so great of a running back. I think uh, if I'm out there then this is how I'm going to run. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to run. I'm, I'm going to, you saw that, that run where he's just churning his legs for 10 yards. Yeah, you know, man, he's churning. He's got some, some good push, but that it reminded me of Roger Craig, a young mm-hmm. Roger Craig, you know, uh-huh. with those high knees and, and, uh, and, and falling over for a first down. He only knows how to play one, mm-hmm. one way. And that's the difference between him and, and, and Herbert and Williams, you know, well, I think are two good backs, especially Herbert. He's been right. showing up, but, but but Montgomery's on a different level. Uh-huh. And you didn't see as much, like the, the whole zone read thing where so much of the college offenses has become a bigger part yeah. of the way NFL teams operate. And we saw a lot of the Wildcat, you know, at least several snaps of that Wildcat formation. It's one of the things that yeah. separates Montgomery from Herbert right now. Montgomery knows how to pass protect. Montgomery knows yeah. all the routes and is very effective in running routes. But then also being able to use him in that package and there's yeah. a comfort that comes with that as a defender. What is it about when you've got a true running back taking the snap from center and you got multiple ball carrier opportunities and they're doing the little read zone look at the mesh point? What kind of bind does that put a linebacker in? Well, the the uh, the Steelers, they had a bare front. They had a bare front with two linebackers in the backfield, you know, so you have your center, your center's covered up by a nose and then you have two, three techniques that are covering up both guards and then uh, defensive ends covering up the uh, the 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 uh, tackles and the, the tight end. So now you have your three backs or your two backs in the backfield. Your two linebackers, you're responsible for those two backs mm-hmm. uh, in the backfield. And that's uh, David Montgomery as the Wildcat and then uh, Mooney, I believe, as the uh, running back. So wherever those two go, if if both of those switch like this, then we, you know, me and if it was me and Erlacher, we would just take first back our side. Okay. You know, and, and some guys, they say, all right, you're locked on him, you're locked on him, wherever they go. You might bump into each other, whatever, or across. But, to, you know, Mooney is already a, a mismatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a 4-3 guy, and, you know, there's very few other 4-3 guys on that field at the time. Uh-huh. So as soon as that ball is snapped, the first, thing, the first motion I get to my side, I'm, I'm out of here. Mm. I'm out of here as soon as I see him out because that's my responsibility. And All the other guys are taking care of him. Yeah. Like if you're late, he's going to beat you to the edge, right? Right, right. I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot. I'm, I'm going to run as fast as I can over here to this edge, and if I get there, you know, hopefully I can dive and grab a shoelace or something. <laughs> But I'm gonna get there somehow. Horse collar him, face him, whatever something. you gotta do, get him down, right? Now he might be four three, <laughs> but he's about 145 pounds. So if I can get a finger on him, he'll right, fall. Right, amen to that. Last break. <laughs> uh, let, let's take a time out here and come back. I'm curious because there was, of course, out, out of so many different storylines that developed from last night's game, whether it is Justin Fields in the macro, whether it was all the things that happened with the officials, the Bears comeback and everything else. Probably the key moment that, that became such a big storyline was specific to Cassius Marsh, one of the newest members oh, yeah. of the Bears active roster. Ragnar. Former oh, yeah. Pittsburgh Steeler, and he had whatever was the, the jiu-jitsu kick. Oh, and yeah. And a little, little the, stare, a little glare. At the I saw that, that. Tell you, that kick I saw in Bloodsport, <laughs> you know, it was one of my favorite movies. Little Frank Dukes. Oh, yeah. yeah Frank man, Dukes. Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh-huh. Right, right. We will get Lance Briggs' take <laughs> on that. And maybe Lance Briggs will share a story about one time he got in trouble. You, you didn't strike me as excessive celebration, guy. We'll see if Lance has a tale or two about that next year on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. I think that... Uh, that that one was just uh, bad timing. Um, it was, I think, 
it's pretty clear to everybody who saw it that I wasn't taunting. And um, like, you know, I've been doing the celebration my whole career and, uh, you know, it's just sad to see stuff like that happen in a close game like that. Um, it's just rough, man. I don't, I don't want to say too much because y'all know how it is. But um, <clears throat> the one thing that I will say is, uh, you know, on my way to the sideline, I got hip checked by the ref, and it's it's pretty clear. Um, if I were to do that to a ref or even touch the ref, you know, we get kicked out of the game and possibly suspended and fined. So. I just think that that was incredibly inappropriate. Um, and that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> the very detailed <clears throat> rundown on what, on his perspective, what went down. That was, of course, the voice of the, the newest Bears outside linebacker, Cassius Marshall, who was former it was taunting. of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, Lance Briggs does mm -hmm. feel it was taunting. And, and in one moment, we will get Lance's thoughts on exactly what happened with Cassius Marshall. But mm -hmm. we do want to share a little bit of breaking news that Adam Schefter just put out a few minutes ago. Breaking news on the scores brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo, privacy simplified. And uh, Adam Schefter put on Twitter just a little while ago, Packers fined $300,000 for COVID violations of the NFL and NFL Players Association protocols, while Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard each fined $14,650. That per Rob Domofsky, who covers the Packers for ESPN. So I wanted to make sure everyone here oh, knew about that, that, folks here at Moretti was talking steel about toe. it, and uh, yes, he he won't uh, he won't miss that. Uh, I don't think not not very much here. But uh, Brandon Fryer sent that along as well, so we want to make sure we got that information out there about the Bears' arch nemesis. Mm. So, you already said it. You do believe it was taunting. Why so? Um, I believe it was taunting based off the rules. I believe it was taunting when he was. Um, when he, so he which, was directing the, the blood sport kick, not at like all. the, the, not at the all. Van no. Damme roundhouse. No, no, no that was that. that was actually that was that was incredible. Yeah, it really was. You know, wasn't it? I tried uh, it. I tried it in the studio, man. I ripped my pants. <laughs> How'd that go for you? I ripped my pants. Uh, they, <laughs> ripped your pantalones. So, all right, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, but when when he was facing, I don't for whatever reason, I don't know why he was facing. Well, actually, I do know. You know, he he was just with the Pittsburgh Steelers right. like four months ago. So mm -hmm. you know, there's whatever there. You know, and so he's facing their their. Uh, their sideline. My problem is that if that was taunting, you're supposed to throw the flag when you see it. Uh huh. All right. Uh -huh. And so he didn't throw the flag when he saw it. Yeah, he might. I don't care if you got your hand down there. You throw the flag. You see the penalty. Yeah. He didn't throw the flag. And then the the hip check part. I'm. Right. I, right. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. I've seen a. Uh, uh, I saw uh, even this year. I saw a referee take a uh, fall in the Detroit game. Didn't get hit. He took a fall. Like just flopped. You know, fly. He flopped. <laughs> you know, but this is the first time I've seen a ref, you know, do a hip check. You and then after that, he threw that flag like he hit a home run, <laughs> a walk-off home run in a World Series. Shoot. <laughs> you ever had a ref come at you, like flinch at you like he was short or anything like that? No, I've never had a ref. Ever felt like he was like just oh, wow, trying to come man. at you a little bit? Like, I mean, he, he was trying to get under listen, your skin. Maybe you were trying to get under his skin a little listen, bit. Listen, there was a, you know, this is – this is an admission I'm telling you guys right okay. now, okay? All right. And I believe this happened in, it was in 1990. Mm. It's going to take you back. Going back a minute, okay. We were playing the Placerville Hillman, okay? Now, uh, and you in, so you, well, you hadn't even been in high school quite yet at that no, point, no, right? No, no, I'm, yeah. I'm probably nine, nine years right. old, maybe nine right. years old this right now. Early Lance Bridge. There's a, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, 
I don't know if I was playing offense or defense at the time, but there was a kid on this team that kept hitting my teammates under the pile, you know, mm -hmm. and I grabbed this kid a few times, pulling him <laughs> off, you know. So in the four, it was four. I mean, we blew him out. It was we won the game, of course, so, you know. Right. Yeah. And then the game, and you can see it on film too. It's funny, man. And uh, this kid is hitting another kid. I I I I spear him, and I'm punching this kid. <laughs> Boom, and the referee, I'm telling you, referee grabs me, oh, you're out of here. <laughs> and did, he did sends me over, willingly? oh, my coaches go off on me. I was like, he was hitting us. He was like, you know, you know, right. You know. Uh, kind of like what Cassius Mars got when he came oh, to the right, sideline. Right, right, right. And uh, it's one of those things where then, uh, you know, we, we go home and we're like, Everybody comes there like, watch what Lance did. <laughs> watch what Lance did. Look at him hitting people under the park. Look at old Lance. Look at him. Look at old Al Bug out there getting into some, some mischief. Yeah. And that, actually, was, that was a lot my last altercation. Guy, I called uh, – actually, I called a, a Big Ten Network game with a guy named Jeff Levering uh, just a couple of weeks ago. He's the one of the baseball voices of the Milwaukee Brewers, mm -hmm. and he's from – Cali and actually I was just telling him like yeah Tuesday nights I do these middle light top drafts with Lance Briggs he was telling me about a high school game he watched where you were playing linebacker and running back yeah and the opposing he said it was like one of the most exciting high school football games he ever saw I'm, I'm forgetting who the other NFL talent was on the it was uh, probably Dante Stallworth and Ontario Smith we're playing there Grant. you go playing there Grant you go city championship yep uh-huh and he said basically you did Everything on the field. It was and a big game. Had, yeah. It was a yeah. big game. It was a big game. No no altercations in that one, though? No no altercations. You know, it's, it's funny because a lot of the guys I was playing against, I went to, I, go, I would go to school with, you know, and uh, that going against playing Grant and El Grove, like that, that the city was on fire that, that week and mm -hmm. everywhere you went, they were asking you, they were talking about it. It was on the radio, it was on TV, and it was a big buildup and played it at uh, Sacramento State and and uh, I think it was something like 16,000 people that were there and and uh, it, it it came down to obviously it came down to the very end and mm -hmm. a, and a field goal at the end we beat them 33 to 30. Okay. So, you know, rushed the field. Now, where, were you stuff. the place kicker too cuz it's not like you did everything else. No, no, no. Okay. No, we, All right, you left that to somebody else. Yeah, the place right. kicker the place kicker is the head coach for the Toronto Organizers. Really? Oh yeah. All right. All yeah, right, got a lot so of we, talent you know, all over the place. I got a little talent. Got a little <laughs> <laughs> now, the the way that things went down last night, where because yeah. there, there seemed to be some confusion initially about what Cassius Marsh got flagged for, because he did the same celebration he's been doing for most of his career. His little you know jujitsu ju deal yes. is his black belt Crescent display roundhouse kick. Let's go with that. Let's yes. go with that. The, the rounding spin kick or whatever it was. So he does that. And then he does. He takes some steps towards the Steelers' sideline, glares at him a little bit, doesn't seem to utter a word, though. And then to no. your point, Tony Carrente, the, the white hat, the head referee, then after what Cassius March and you describe as the hip check, then he throws the flag. So folks are trying to figure out, did he flag the spinning kick? Did he flag the glare? Did he flag the, the hip check, trying to claim that Marsh ran into him? But by the letter of the rule, any moment where you are engaging with the, either the <laughs> opponent or the other sideline leaves you susceptible to that moment. I am curious, though, Lance Briggs, as I alluded to before we went to the previous break, for you in those moments, sir, mm -hmm. was there, what, what was your kind of go-to maneuver? What was it when Lance Briggs made one of those Lance Briggs okay. plays that you would go to and make sure folks knew what he, what he had going on? All right, we got it over here right now. 
Well, that didn't take a lot of energy. That's all you was doing. I, correct. Listen, I need to save that energy. <laughs> I needed to save that energy, you know. And uh, um, but I, you know, it was. It, it, I, I knew. I knew number one that whatever it is that I'm going to do is going to be fast because I need to get back into this huddle because uh, uh, we got to make some more plays. Right. There's more plays that have to be had. And and uh, if if we were losing. If we're losing, I ain't gonna do it. You know, I just uh, we, we just got to make a play. You know, yeah. it's about making a play. I understand the situation too, um, but it was fun. It, one of those things is it was a lot of fun to do things like that, especially at the beginning of the game. Uh, I remember playing uh, the Vikings in in uh, Chicago, and uh, they had a it was in a tight bunch situation with Adrian Peterson in the backfield, and I'm like, this is they ran this same first play. <laughs> Uh, two weeks ago, okay, you know, so where I'm lined up, I'm like, I'm shooting this gap, uh-huh. you know, right. and of course I shoot the gap. Adrian Peterson comes right, I'm, bam, crowd's uh-huh. going wild, damn. and at that moment, you know, you're getting everybody. This is how you want to set the tone, okay, you know, that was a great set tone moment, but just also understanding, knowing the situation and knowing your opponent, mm-hmm. um, and I, I, the, the the what's happening right now. With this taunting stuff, AP's still playing. By the way, I mean he's, he sure he's is. Approximately he's scoring touchdowns. Old, but yeah, yeah, still put, scoring touchdowns. Yeah, putting points yeah. on the board. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. But but what's happening now, you know, and and this this taunting stuff, it's like you're you're trying to take all of the emotion out of an emotional, emotionally charged game, uh-huh. and it's it it, it you're going to end up with robots. Hmm. You're going to end up with just robots and people that are just going out. You know, what I mean and and get down and then run and hit and then go back, run and hit and then go back. You know, I don't think you're at the top. You, you shouldn't be able to dictate what kind of fun you like. <laughs> you know, you're like, uh, okay, I like that kind of fun. Okay, that, that kind of taunting is okay, but I don't like that kind of taunting. Yeah. You know, like we, you have a, a collection of unique individuals from every part of this country and even beyond we're, we all bring something different to the, to the, to the game, mm. you know, and, and everybody celebrates the way that they want to celebrate, you know, and if, as long as it's, it's not extensive or, or harmful, you know, then let it go. All right, so let, let me give you the, the opposing point of view on that. Uh, and talking to, like, you know, got, like, if you watch, like, Fox Sports out there, you see, like, Mike Pereira is kind of their officiating expert who kind of breaks down everything, or Dean Blandino. So I get to talk to them pretty frequently because the, the college stuff I do with the Big Ten Network, they're on by Fox. So we get Pereira and Blandino, you know, giving us kind of the breakdown. And, you know, we'll have disagreements on the air sometimes. But this particular point of emphasis that they have this season for taunting, part of the concern that's there from the perspective, they don't want players – putting each other in a situation where somebody's going to react and then you get like you referenced earlier like every once in a while a scuffle will break out and that disrespect that's felt will have somebody getting in somebody else's face then beyond just penalties maybe you get some hands being thrown and whatnot so they're trying to get that portion of things diminished in the game why 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 diminish fighting in the game why diminish scuffles well i mean you know what i'm saying why but seriously why you have you have fighting. It's in not hockey. exactly good luck you if you got guys hockey, out there throwing have, hands. Yeah, in, in baseball you'll clear the benches right. if it comes to it. Mm-hmm. Why in the in in one of the most physical games mm-hmm. where you have two three hundred pounders lined up in front of each other that are putting their hands on each other every play? Mm-hmm. Do you not expect a scuffle to happen? Mm-hmm. A scuffle is almost about to happen every time they line up. Every snap is basically every a scuffle. Every snap right? is a scuffle. Mm-hmm. This is you know and and so it's crazy to think that you want to. To, you think you can you can minimize this 
by doing this. You're just creating robots. Like this is, yeah, if, if, if I'm facing somebody that, that I'm expecting, if I'm expecting him to be good, whatever it is, he comes out, he says something to me, you're damn right. When I hit you, I'm going to have something to say to you about you. Because I dropped you. You were talking crap about me. You were saying something about me. And now where are you? Where's that talking now? You know, what, uh, what, why would you want to take that away from the game? From such an emotional game like you're referencing there. How, how much did, did someone have to sort of get, did, if somebody got under your skin, did you talk trash more? Were you a talkative guy in play sort of regardless of the moment? Were you a big talker on the field? I mean, honestly, I was, uh, I, I, I talked, I talked, but, you know, I, I, I would joke around with you. Like, I'm, okay. I'll, I'll joke around with you because it doesn't really matter what you say. Uh, you know, you can talk about my mom. You can talk about whoever else. Somebody going to pay for it. Uh, you know, I hope it's you, but, you know, I know on this play, I'm going to touch somebody. <laughs> You know, and they're going to pay for something that you said. If it's not you, if it's you, I'm going to hit you even harder. But somebody's going to pay for this. That's the beauty of the sport. It is a and lovely. I'm a, and I'm going to tell him, you know, I'm going to tell him, listen, I'm sorry. Listen, I'm not sorry, but I, you you paying because 26 just said that about my mama. He talked about mama. You had to pay for that. You know? It is a lovely and violent yeah. game. It is. By big people who run into each other at full And you speed. don't want scuffles. No scuffles. Come on. This is the Middle Light Top Draft here from Moretti's Ristorante and Pizzeria. We are at Edison Park. Bears great Lance Briggs. He is an hour into his time here. More to come. I wrote down a few questions, some of them football-related, some of them not so football-related, since this is our last opportunity in the Middle Light Top Draft. I want to make sure the folks here gathered outside, gathered inside for the Top Draft, get an opportunity to get to know Lance Briggs a little bit better. I'm going to call it Ask Lance. We'll do that after this time out here. And make sure when you come on and check us out that you know we are brought to you by Miller Lite, proud beer partner of your Chicago Bears, a taste Bears fans can depend on. And sign-up table is still over here to mine and Lance's right, to your left who is sitting out here looking at us. So make sure you sign up for the opportunity to win passes to the Miller Lite Loft and the Miller Lite Midway for Sunday, January 2nd, when the Bears face the New York football giants. More to come. I'm going to do Ask Lance next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.